What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 17, and in this episode, we'll be interviewing Tori Diamond. Tori recently joined the Monkey Mind team, and if you follow us on Instagram, then you've seen her Mobility Monday videos. But if you don't, one, follow us on Instagram at Monkey Mind Pod, and two, you'll see that every Monday, Tori posts a video for a segment we call Mobility Mondays. She walks us through various yoga poses that help release tension in different parts of the body. We've gotten a lot of amazing feedback from people who really love it, so definitely check out the videos and give them a go from the comfort of your own home. Let's get to the interview. Like for those of you who don't know, uh, Tori Diamond is a Cape Cod Mass, and um, she'd recently joined the Monkey Mind team, um, and we're extremely excited to have her on, and she'll be helping out with our social media and doing Mobility Mondays um, in regards to yoga and, and athletes and relieving all like the tight spots and all the tension in our bodies that we develop through playing our sport. So, uh, Tori, if you don't mind just introducing yourself and telling a little bit about um, what you do. Yeah. Um, so I'm Tori Diamond and I, I really, my, my background is really in dance. I, I started when I was like two years old and I danced through high school and college. So I actually have like my high school degree in, in dance and, um, I have an undergrad degree in dance. And so movement has just always been a, a huge part of my life. And then, um, before I went on for more schooling, I did my 200 hour teacher training in yoga. So I became, um, certified and I loved it so much that I wanted to go back to school for psychology to just delve more into the mindfulness, mindfulness piece of it. Um, then I did a 300 hour yoga training. So 500 hours certified now. And, um, and I recently also just graduated with my master's in journalism, where I started to explore sports journalism and um, sports writing. So the worlds are all starting to mesh, which is nice. Yeah, that's awesome. What goes into um, the hours of, you know, yoga courses? Okay. Yoga certification? Yeah, what exactly does that yeah. entail? Because I don't know much about that. So if you can. Yeah. Um, so as it, different programs do it differently. Um, they that with their layout but you have to get the minimum of 200 hours in somewhere um so for my training it was one weekend a month but it was a really heavy weekend so um we were all day saturday all day sunday uh we had homework and things to work on um in between our sessions but it it's just a matter of getting those 200 hours in there and um building up like the confidence to be able to use that to teach a class mm. yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah. i'm sure it's uh my cousin did something similar to that and he said that it was pretty intense especially when you're doing it on the weekends it is pretty yeah. compact and were there any retreats involved um yes with, actually with yeah because he went on a retreat he mentioned but um mm -hmm. i just didn't know if all kind of programs had similar 
So. Yeah, not all programs do. Um, it, it might depend on the um, type of program or the type of yoga that you're being trained in. Like I was trained in power yoga. Um, so there was a heated element to it a little bit. Um, it's not like the Bikram yoga where it's super, super hot, just like a, a little heat. <laughs> um, so it might, it might depend. But my first 200 hour training, I I did go on a retreat to Costa Rica. It wasn't included in that training, but um, I the the studio was still running it for anyone who wanted to go. So I took part in that, and that's definitely like an immersion. You're you're you're. It's not just like a little yoga here, a little little there. It's, you're you're really immersed in um, in the practice. Mm-hmm. And then the in my three hundred hour training, I went back to Costa Rica because the retreat was included in that training. Um, and again, just total immersion where you're focusing on mind, body, spirit. I mean, you're eating well, you're up practicing your yoga. I mean, you're, you're in it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What, uh, what goes on? So you talk about mind, body and spirit and mm-hmm. like obviously focusing on nutrition, but mm-hmm. what exactly are you doing that's focusing on these things? So we, um, we would often start our mornings with a meditation or mindfulness piece to it. Um, just centering ourselves for the day, maybe set an intention for the day. Um, then we would go into a physical practice and we may have had like two practices a day sometimes. So maybe like the morning was a power yoga class in the afternoon, maybe a yin or something more restorative and gentle. Um, and yeah, in between those sessions, you're you are, you're focusing on self-care. So like on the retreat, you might go get a massage or get like a, you know, spa services or something. Um, you're eating well and you're really, um, you're connecting with people too on a deep level, which can be emotional. So you, you might be like detoxing as you're on this retreat too, maybe a physical, but and mental and emotional. So just an all around mindfulness practice and just being present with whatever it is that you're doing because you have the time and the space now to, to do it, you know, especially, you know, especially when you're on a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's like a whole day of just, yeah. And I'm sure that like that detox part you're talking about, you know, having all the people that you're there with are probably, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. It's the, these retreats are not all like, it's not a vacation. It's, it's nice, but it's not necessarily a vacation. I mean, there were plenty of tears shed, like yeah. there were breakdowns that were happening. There were maybe some like people had to, um, weren't getting along and had to figure out how to mend that or, or get along well. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And I think at the end of the day, like you are pretty tired just from the emotional stuff that can come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Tori, would you, um, so like, you per like obviously you know you're uh, much bigger in yoga and whatnot. Yeah. Um, than I am, but <laughs> would you kind of consider that like almost like a therapy for you to, you know, like yeah. If, you're not talking to someone you kind of you know find some sort of benefit mm-hmm. out of that that you know gives you the same feeling or kind of uh sense of relief that yeah. talking to someone would definitely so 
Um, I, when I went into my 200 hour training, I had no intention of teaching. I just was looking for movement, you know, for that I had in dance and power yoga seemed like it was the right physical, um, kind of challenge for me. But as I got in deeper and deeper into the training, I realized that I actually really enjoyed the mindfulness piece of it and, and talking to people, like making those connections, like it became less about doing the practice perfectly and more about just making those, those connections and, um, sharing your energy with people. Like we, we would really, everyone would really work off of each other's energy. Um, and they do call yoga a physical meditation. So it, when you're practicing, when you're moving, like, I know we all want to get that perfect downward dog, but it's, that's not what it's, a, it's really about. It's, it's about staying present. I always say like, when you're in a downward dog or whatever pose you're in, um, try to approach it with a beginner's mindset as if you've never done a downward dog before. So like no matter how advanced you are, you're still, you're, you're coming into it with a fresh mindset. Cause every, you know, every day is different. Our bodies are not consistent. One day we're feeling great. One day we're not feeling too great. And so that's the other part of it. I think just um, tuning in and listening to what our bodies need in that moment, not necessarily what we, what we um, might think we need just in general, but incorporating that listening aspect to it yeah answer your question (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so uh i'll probably regret saying this but i actually uh i used to (laughs) my my mom and sister are dance teachers so i was forced into dancing (laughs) (laughs) so i i did i did tap when i was younger um (laughs) no way wait so i i did ice hockey when i was younger yeah, so we so just kind of switched. We just switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've I've been thinking about it for some reason a lot lately that you know finding things that kind of give you the same sense of relief that you know talking to a therapist or just like kind of talking to anyone in general like that's yoga for you and right. you know it used to be hockey so like. But, like, yoga kind of has that, like, um, uh, benefiting, like, factor when it comes to, like, for athletes, I'm saying in general, like, mm-hmm. as a whole, like, if they are kind of hesitant to talk about their feelings, mm-hmm. then maybe try yoga because then, like, the instructor will be, hey, think about it, release it as you're doing a certain you know movement so it's kind of like obviously people understand like the physical aspect of yoga for athletes but when it comes to the mental side it's so beneficial to be like hey release it let it go like get the shit get the shit out of your head yeah And, and it's just kind of in like different ways to like approach it and um kind of think about yoga as a whole like obviously i know it's good for the body and whatnot but like i know it's good for the mind too but if you actually apply yourself to it and whatnot like if people are hesitant to talk about their problems or feelings then if we can encourage them to do the yoga it kind of 
I mean, you'll get out of it what you put into it, right? Like, and, and you guys know that just from playing, like you, you, you get what you give. And I think that you can approach as athletes, you can approach the game that you're playing with a yogic mindset um, and just st like staying present or whatever, but it could be at the same time. Like I think for athletes, it might be difficult because and, you know, you know, in yoga, we, t we talk about letting things go, surrendering, like, you know, getting things off your plate, like you were saying, um, it's a nice release. But I think that that can be really hard for people because that really means that you have to drop your ego. And um, it's hard to do that. You know, we're, we're constantly at battle with our ego. And I think as athletes, especially when you're getting out on the ice for a game, you know, you're, you're not in this the mindset where you're going to surrender or let go. You're in this mindset where you're like, I'm going to demolish and like, you know, tear up this ice. But, um, I think just having insight into that and just like observing how you are stepping onto the ice or observing how you are stepping onto the field, whatever it is that you're, you're playing, just having that insight can be a release, you know, cause you're, you're, you're present to, what's going on. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You said, said it before too. It's um, like with yoga, how you want to get like the perfect, you want to get the perfect downward dog yeah. going. And you, like, you can't have that mentality. Like, that's not how it works. Right. But that's why I think hockey and yoga complement each other. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of, or just sports in general complement each other mm -hmm. um, with yoga because it trains your mind to have that fresh, mm -hmm understanding mindset going into each performance because as an athlete you have to perform every day you know yeah, and like right. you're expected to perform at a high level every day and yoga it's like you're doing the best that you can with what you can offer today and right. i think that that's also an important mindset to have in sports because as long as you give 100 percent and your efforts there like let things happen the way they're supposed to happen and if it's a great game you enjoy that and then quickly move on to, to focus on the next performance, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if it's a bad game, you quickly move on and focus on the next, you keep mm -hmm. it on. Cause I know with athletes, they tend to dwell on the highs and right. lows, you know, right. but, but with yoga, it's, you take each practice and each day at a time mm -hmm. and you focus on giving the best you can. I think that that helps create that balance of like, you're going to go out there and you're expected to perform and you want to give the best you can and the best performance you can. Um, but that's all it's going to be is the best that you can and yeah. let the chips fall where they may fall and then take, take that from there and then move on, you know? And I think right. sometimes right. Like with me personally, I tend to like dwell on performances. Yes. Um, if I have a great game, I'll, you know, kind of like ride that high a little bit. And then if I have a bad game, I'll let it like really bother me. And it's something I've always mm -hmm. worked on. It's just like I'd get super low and kind of affect me for a couple of practices that next week. And it's like, you can't do that. You know, you have to be able right. to move on. But I think with yoga, that additional like mindset aspect of having that, you know, give the best you can is so important. And then on top of that, like with right. all the, you know, um, poses that we do, you know, releasing tension in certain parts of the body. It's mm -hmm. just, I think it's all so important. I think, and a lot of athletes are realizing that now too. So yeah, which is great. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that also can go into the conversation about expectations and dangerous expectations, um, which is something I've had to work on myself. And 
I, there's nothing wrong with putting something good out there. Like you, you want to win the game or that you're going to score a goal, I, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, but it, it's kind of like one of those things where it's, it, it's like you can hope for the best, but if you set too many expectations, you're kind of already setting yourself up for disappointment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's so there's like a there's like I think like a, a fine line between um, hoping for the best or trying to like manifest the the best and also creating these expectations out of fear or or desperation or something. Um, so I think it just it also where you're coming from like where is the intention coming from? Is it coming from a place of fear and and anxiety or is the intention coming from? Um, a place of confidence and stability. Um, and I think that's, that can also just, your intention is going to might affect your, your outcome as you're exactly. playing. Yeah. yeah. Find your Zen. There you go. That's it. <clears throat> I guess that's the best way to, <clears throat> that's like my boxing coach. It's, she says that to me six or seven times a session yeah. just because of whatever reason i mean mm-hmm. i think i'm just happy to be there but <laughs> but like other people can feel different types of energy yes and whatnot and you know i don't know like i can't see myself obviously mm-hmm. so like i can't see if my shoulders are shrugged or whatnot oh. like i'm in a box like <laughs> but <clears throat> i've wish for so long that I could find my Zen mm-hmm. um, in regards to hockey or like at a, at the rink and like, obviously, you know, being at the rink and I mean, that's a tough being, place to find your Zen. <clears throat> yeah. Like, but like being with the guys and, you know, being able to play hockey for a living is obviously a blessing, but, finding your I I feel like when I think of finding your zen or whatever it's like I feel like it's when you have complete control over you know knowing the difference between what makes you happy or not and you know kind of having a set mindset well yeah set mindset (laughs) no like in regards to, you know, dealing with certain things and like being able to control the way you feel, whether right. things go right or wrong. And it's kind of like being able to kind of balance out your mindset when you're kind of confronted by the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and uh-huh. being able to do that in each situation differently so i yeah i mean that goes into like i mean yoga and my and meditation it's all always accessible no matter where you are um i you know so there's a lot of people who say like i can't do yoga i'm not flexible or i don't i don't have i can't get to the studio or i couldn't meditate here because there was too many distractions and noise but that's just it like that's the challenge um you know there it's it's it, it's not always going to be easy. And if you're, if you're looking um, for, maybe you're trying to look for 
a new way of being and it's maybe you're trying to be a more patient person. I mean, if you put that out there that that's what you need, like you're going to get a long line at Starbucks, like you're going to be tested. It's not always going to be easy um, to access, you know, meditation, but that's it. It's a muscle, you know, just like any other muscle group, like you have to work it to strengthen it. Um, and you, you, you get what you put into it. Um, so yeah, like I think when you're, when you're practicing or maybe you're um, on the bench, wait, on the, where are you in the box on the bench? bench. Where are you <laughs> bench? I've been in the box quite a few times. So maybe in there, yeah, you're this. in the penalty box, like, you know, meditating. And again, it's like, it's not that you have to like sit there, like necessarily like, oming you know it's it's watching your thoughts and if a thought comes in that doesn't bring you joy or peace let that thought move along you know just just let it leave like let it come up but let it also leave and then following the breath too and following the i always come back to inhale exhale inhale exhale and um counting i love to do the inhale um like count maybe inhale six hold three exhale for eight so just even um sticking to like a mantra or a account can help to keep you focused and grounded really that's what it comes down to is like feeling like you're in control yeah and I, it's funny like people like we talked about this so many times that people focus especially athletes focus on the physical health like you're always going to the gym but i mean at the end of the day you're nothing without the right mindset right, right? and I think meditation is such a great thing to focus on that. But mm-hmm. for those who've never tried it, meditation is actually, it's so easy because you're doing nothing, but it's so oh, yeah. difficult to just train yourself to just do nothing and just be for like 10 minutes a day. I mean, I remember when I first started out with meditation. Yeah, exactly. When I first started out, I was like with headspace doing the yeah. packs. I was doing like a five minute meditation. I think like a minute and a half, two minutes in, like I was like, you know when you get so impatient and antsy, you feel like oh, your yeah. skin like kind of crawling and you want to like – Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At like a minute yeah. and a half in, like the first week, I was just like – I yanked my headphones out. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't – like I'm not – this is this is bullshit. Like I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not meditating. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so getting – like people don't realize how difficult it is just to sit there and just be with well, your thoughts always- and – yeah, I always say like it's so funny when I when I teach. You know, the last pose of a yoga class is usually shavasana or corpse mm-hmm. pose, where you're just laying on your mat doing nothing. And I can't tell you how often I've seen people skip out on that, roll their mat up, and leave because they think it's not really that important part of their practice. But I always say like you're leaving because it's like the hardest part of your practice. Exactly, you are, you are actually physically leaving your the space that you've created to avoid being still and like mm-hmm. meditating exactly. and of course it's you know it's fine people do that but i just think that people um need to realize that like the hardest pose isn't necessarily your handstand it can be just laying on your mat and being still exactly no exactly <laughs> yeah. um that and that's just like a pretty funny thing that uh i realized that when i first started meditating and all that stuff was just how mm-hmm. difficult it was for mm-hmm. a while to just kind of get comfortable with doing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and just following your thoughts not getting caught up on them just letting them kind of pass like right. headspace does a great job with relating your thoughts to highway traffic yeah just watch the cars go by 
Mm-hmm. You don't pay attention to one car. Mm-hmm. You just let each car go by, pass right in front of you, and just focus on being present. So, but that's hard. I mean, but it's such an important piece. And like you right. said, the fact that people, it, it's it is hard work to meditate. It, <laughs> it, it's, and to work I on mean, the mind, it is. It's simple, honestly, but it's so I mean, important just too. As yoga teachers, like we, you know, we resist it too. Like it's it's everyone's human, and and there are moments that come up where of resistance it's just like oh god um but i think it's also like important to just surround yourself with people who like i have one of my yoga friends every morning every weekday morning we set intentions for the day and we hold each other accountable so i think if you can like incorporate a friend or somebody into your practices it can Mm -hmm. really help with accountability yeah no yeah having a friend is definitely yeah holding each other accountable is huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because when it's just you, you know, you're not, you're not always afraid to just disappoint yourself. Exactly. You know, somebody else. It's exactly. like, oh, I best, best do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. But, um, do you know anything about like the parasympathetic nervous system? The, is that the, um, and, like getting into your parasympathetic state? Like, what, what is that the, which it's one is, the, I mean, is that the one where it's, you do it uncontrolled? in control or? i'm pretty sure I, well, i've seen this after like just following some trainers on like twitter and instagram and stuff and i think uh our strength coach at at main mentioned it about after every workout we would just or most workouts we would just pretty much get on our backs and okay so, our yeah, stomach and just yeah. lay there yes so like yeah a form of meditation it's, and it's yeah. huge just another another way of just doing nothing following that breath and i believe it you're reaching your parasympathetic state, which is like your resting state. And yes. It's a so, great way to lower your heart rate. Right. Um, which is great for recovery, both right. physically and mentally. Yeah. So. And I did, um, I think in my last video, I think I kind of touched on that actually for the mobility Monday, but yeah, so you're the, it's nice if you can get into a place where you can calm the nervous system and there are poses and breathing um, techniques that you can do to get there. Um, Like the one I think I did in the video was a supported legs up the wall. So you just have your feet over your hips. Um, Anytime you're kind of in that inversion type state, you're going to be sending fresh oxygenated blood to the heart um, and you'll be calming the nervous system in that way. So inversions are actually really, really great practices. Um, they can be both calming and energizing depending upon which poses you do or the attention you put behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, I, that's another huge part of recovery that people, um, I think people are starting to realize now is just making sure that you're taking time out to just, breathe after i mean it's quick yeah yeah i mean like see your family after games it's all happens so quick yeah i mean yeah what happens so you finish a game and then what what happens you go like change or and or like what do you do it really depends like the situation sometimes there'll be like quickly interviews then quickly getting changed like rolling out Mm -hmm. um grabbing food seeing family friends all that and then um maybe on the bus back to another city or back to the apartment yeah. whatever hotel wherever you're staying but it's just it's pretty quick you know it yeah. all happens so quick so i don't think you get time sometimes to just sit there and 
just really, like, bit, really, like think about what just happened exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i feel like when it comes to uh, you know post game stuff everyone mm-hmm. is different and um when i was in cincinnati uh <laughs> somebody was like oh are you in the trap i was like talking about he's like oh you're in the trap i'm like I have no idea what you're talking about. Now you're stressing, stressing out. Like, me out. <laughs> so I learned that when I was in the trap, it was basically you're just sitting there in your equipment after the game, just like kind of like, just like, just like this, just looking you're, around, mm. not doing anything. Or, you know, you get your shoulder pads and elbow pads off mm-hmm. and you just kind of sit there and mm-hmm. you know you're in the trap of just overanalyzing i or... i yeah, i just call that like paralyzation honestly because i've been there where my anxiety just gets so high it's like i can't even move <laughs> i'm just like what is going on so so it sounds almost like a negative thing but it was also like if I was wicked tired after a game and I was in the trap, I yeah. would use that time to just like, wow, I'm exhausted. But like, that was like a good, a, a good team game. Like, okay. So like, it gives you it, that time to, like, it, it almost gives, like, it almost reminds me to, mm-hmm. you know, reflect on yeah what had happened. Right. And then there's other times where it's like, all right, who am I going to punch it? Like, I, I, <laughs> exactly. right, like right. It, it almost makes like there's it's, it's basically the best way to explain like anxiety attacks. Like, mm-hmm. cause sometimes you can like, you know, control it and whatnot. And then there's times where you can't. And like, you never know if you're going to have like just a quick one or, you know, a long right. one or right. like one that's going to, you know, make you curl up in a ball, like, it was like, all right, I'm exhausted, I'm not, I'm just gonna lean back and just hang out, or you're just so mad that you're like, fuck this, I'm not getting undressed, like, I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to have a post-game meal, like, I played terrible, like, there's so many different ways, so, like, that's, like, one of the ways, like, (laughs) that's how I think of, like, I guess reflecting at yeah. certain times. But like, well, that's that self-talk that you. I mean, words are so powerful, and think about how many words we just say to ourselves on a daily basis. I mean, those have an actual physical effect on our bodies. Um, so if you're like, you try to talk to yourself like you would a teammate, like you would talk to a teammate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're not. Gonna I would be- never. <laughs> Like, it's seriously, like, think about talking to a friend the way that we talk to ourselves sometimes. Like, it can be pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. I would be the worst friend in the world if I did Right? That. Same with me. I, 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 I mean, but if we can change that inner dialogue, like, it, it, it can have some pretty amazing effects on us physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, those, those words hold energy and vibrations and we want to put out good energy positive vibrations so that's what so that we can get that 
in return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's something I'm starting to realize now more too. Mm-hmm. Just being kind to yourself and uh, I mean, giving yourself yeah. a break sometimes. I like, I mean, I, I'm trying right now like to journal my inner dialogue so that I can like see what I'm saying, you know, and change it and see if I can shift it into something that does serve me mm-hmm. um, into something positive. So like there are like journaling is a big yeah, thing. Definitely is getting it out on paper out of your head. Yes, for sure. Um, for sure. And affirmations. You, you write yep. affirmations and things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and read just like in the morning reading an affirmation or, um, like there's card decks that I like, like affirmation cards, you could pull a card in the morning or something or right before bed, maybe, um, de- definitely different, different things to just keep the mindset in a healthy state. Mm-hmm. No, for and sure. That's going to serve you and not, you know, tear you down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tough. Because sometimes we think we deserve to be like torn apart, right? Like sometimes we're, you know, we feel like, oh, well, maybe if you played a rough game, you feel like you deserve that negative self talk. But again, it's not like you would talk to a friend that way. Mm. Like, no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. Flow, I don't know if you got anything else for it, but yeah, that's uh, just wanted to, you know, have you come on and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. What's up with this? Welcome to the team. Random girl. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the monkey mind team. So, yeah. Yes. Now everyone knows officially who you are, a little about you. So, that's yeah, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The yoga cool. girl. So, yep. Thank you so much for You're uh, welcome. doing this. What's stuff. your, um, what's your instagram stuff so people can follow you social media oh yeah social media i'm just um my instagram is just my name victoria ashley diamond um that's me i think yeah facebook i'm i'm more more an instagram thing girl but i'm on facebook to victoria diamond (laughs) perfect awesome awesome. sounds good well thank you so much yeah guys no worries all right Thank you. Catch her on the next Mobility Monday. I know. I know. I'll send you a video that video soon. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one. See ya. Yeah.